0: This is Randy Siegel of BuildYourLeaders.com. For the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to talk about visionary leaders. It's a subject that, gosh, I think is really interesting, and I have more and more clients coming to me for training about how to become a visionary leader. Years ago, the Carnegie Institute of Technology analyzed the records of 10,000 people, and they concluded why 15% of success is due to training, intelligence, and skill. 85%, that's 85%, is based upon the ability to influence people. Gosh, it seems to me if the true measure of leadership is influence, then the primary gauge of being a visionary leader then would be inspiration. Visionary leaders influence, motivate and inspire direct reports, peers and, you know, even their own bosses. You know, just like a seasoned traveler who understands the difference between a hotel and a motel, visionary leaders know what distinguishes leadership from management. They know that to be leaders, they must embrace long-range vision and negotiate criticism and change. They understand their power comes from their ability to influence direct reports, peers, and their bosses, and that this influence must be earned by showing a genuine interest in others. They know that people follow leaders who had their best interests at heart. You know, years ago, like so many young employees, I was bumped into management because I was a good producer. At age 32, Fleischmann Hill International Communications tapped me to open their Atlanta office. Well, you know, I was a great salesperson and I was a pretty good account manager, but I didn't know jack about being a manager and much less about being a visionary. And no one in the firm had really considered that production and and management and leadership requires totally different skill sets, and that the skill sets can often be at odds with each other. Well, I opened the office, I had three employees, two out of three employees quit within the first month. I knew I had a management problem, and I really did tackle it. I wanted to be a good manager. I took management courses. I read a ton of books. I even hired a management coach. But you know, it took me a long time to hit on the right formula for management, and even longer to hit on the right formula for being a leader, and even longer for hitting on the right formula for being a visionary leader. With making the transition between manager and leader, one of the biggest ahas for me was when I stumbled upon a principle called servant leadership. What I learned was that leadership is not built on behavior modification or manipulation or motivation, that it really has to be grounded in intention. And instead of searching for the right combination of words, actions to produce desired behaviors, I began to seek ways to make my firm's goals and mission relevant to the needs and desires of my employees. I began to put my employees' needs first and to truly care about them as people. I began to see that really my job as a general manager was not so much to get the job done but to see that the job got done. And when we I began to do that with taking my employees' best interests at heart, then we began to work on the, our company's goals together while meeting individual needs. Wow. Well, by now you know that that being a visionary leader is really far more than just simply having a vision, although that certainly is an important part of being a visionary leader. But visionary leaders must have the ability to, number one, generate trust. People follow a leader because they trust him. It's just that simple. Number two, a visionary leader is charismatic or they're able to communicate in ways that cut through the clutter. They're able to forge strong communications. And number three, they realize that their job is not to motivate or even to influence, although of their important, but most importantly to inspire people to greatness. That's so important, I'll repeat again. Visionary leaders inspire people to greatness. I've done a lot of research on visionary leaders and talked to a great many over the years. And what I've learned is there are seven common characteristics shared by visionary leaders. Seven common characteristics. And they are, number one, authenticity. Number two, direction. Number three, passion. Number four, connection, or I call that high-voltage communications. Number five, a people-first orientation. Number six, certainty, confidence, and conviction. And number seven, resiliency. Now, in the interest of time, we'll just talk about each one of these very briefly. And we'll begin with characteristic one, which is authenticity, which, you know, anybody that's heard me speak will often have heard me say that authenticity is probably the most important characteristic for a visionary leader. In today's world, we really live in an age of distrust. You know, we don't trust a whole lot of people and institutions. So in order to be a leader, it becomes absolutely important that our actions are consistent with all that we say. With all that we say. To be a visionary leader, you've got to be authentic, and to be authentic, you must identify and act upon your strengths and areas of improvement, being willing to admit your vulnerabilities, and your leadership style. You know, I do a lot of reading in the business press, and there's a word I keep seeing pop up a whole lot, and it's the word transparency transparency. And we read a lot about the importance of companies being transparent, being very open with their publics. But even more important than companies being transparent is is that their leaders be transparent, that they be people that are very clear about who they are and what they're about. And again, that there's a consistency where their actions match their words. Characteristic is Number two is direction. And you know, you can call it values, vision, or mission, but it all boils down to one thing. First and foremost, people look to leaders for direction. Now, first, a visionary leader creates a vision or mission for him or herself. For him or herself. They have to be very clear about what are their own core values and what is their own purpose or mission. How do they plan to use their strengths to be a benefit to other people? Then they must develop a vision for their company or organization that they're representing. So having vision is an important part of having direction. Okay. Also, visionary leaders are very clear about defining their own leadership point of view. I worked recently with a college president who defined her leadership point of view as leadership under grace. And one of the things that she wanted to be noted for was a more softer, feminine way of looking at leadership where under fire that she would always operate under grace. And it's a style that served her very well. There's a wonderful book called Leading at a Higher Level that management expert Clint Excuse me, Ken Blanchard wrote, and you might remember him. He was the author of The One-Minute Manager. And he suggests seven questions to ask ourselves in determining our leadership point of view. And they're so good, I think I'll share them with you. Number one, who are the influences, leaders in your life who have provided a positive or, in some cases, a negative influence? That could include, of course, teachers or coach or parents, bosses and others. Number two, think of your life's purpose. Why are you here and what is it that you are here to accomplish? Number three, what are your core values? What are those values that are the guideposts for your life? Number four, given what you've learned from past leaders, your life purpose and your core values, what are your beliefs around leading, motivating and inspiring people? Number five, what can people expect from you? Number six, the reverse. What is it that you expect from people? And number seven, how will you set an example for your people? I have a tool that I often teach uh, clients, and it's it's called a management manifesto, and it's a fabulous tool in that it very clearly and succinctly gives people folks, gives direct uh, reports, some idea for what the manager stands for, what his or her vision is, and what he or she expects from his employees and what their employees should expect from them. Let's move on to characteristic number three passion. Now we hear a lot about passion and passion is the fuel that powers the engine of a visionary leader. You know, when I work with clients, I often ask them a series of questions to help them uncover their their passion. Let me review a couple of those with with you. Number 1, what do you love most about your work and what percentage of your time is actually spent doing those things? Number two, how much do you believe in in the work you're doing? And has that increased or decreased or stayed the same over the last five years? And number three, is there anything that you'd rather be doing? And if so, what is it? And number four, what new ideas, information, technologies, or possibilities interest you right now? And which ones would you like to integrate into your work life? These questions, along with some others, help folks get focused on what their passion is. And, of course, when we lead from passion, we are truly a visionary leader. Characteristic number four is connection, or you remember I call that high-voltage communication skills. Many of you have heard me speak before and heard me quote a statistic where a research study, and really I have to tell you study after study, has proven over and over again that communication skills are a top determinant for both personal and professional success. There's probably few things that are more important to our success and of being a visionary leader than the way we communicate. There are six basic truths of what I call high-voltage communications. And they are, number one, all communications, whether to one or to 100, is one to one. Number two, all communications, in order to truly be communications, is two-way. That means we listen not only with our ears, but with our eyes. Number three, communications to be effective are open and transparent. Number four, they are other focused. That we are focused on the audience rather than our own performance. Number five, that style is more important than words. In fact there's a survey a research survey that says that 55 percent of our credibility as a speaker is based on the way we look on visual cues. 38 percent is based on our vocal quality. Do the math. That means 93% of our credibility as a speaker is based on visual and vocal cues. Only 7%, only 7% is based on the actual words we use. You know, I certainly have found that true in my life. I mispronounce words, I stumble. In fact, I probably have done a little bit on this talk today. But I, most people would consider me a pretty good communicator. And again, that's because 93% of our credibility as a speaker is based on visual and vocal cues. And then finally, number six, the best communicators are storytellers. If you will go onto my website, which is buildyourleaders.com, and go under resources and under tools, you will see an excellent article on storytelling. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Characteristic number five is people-first orientation. And we talked a little bit about that, and that's very important. And what we mean by that is is visionary leaders put their people first. Again, the principle of servant-leader. A visionary leader sees and builds upon potential. A visionary leader feels his or her purpose is to serve. And a visionary leader realizes the importance of empowering his or her people around a shared purpose. They also care truly about their employees, even their personal lives, and they practice empathetic communications. Characteristic number six, certainty, confidence, and conviction. Now, these must be tempered with humility and the ability to freely, freely admit when we make mistakes. Joseph Kagan, and that's K-A-G-A-N, who's a professor emeritus of psychology at Harvard, says that since the beginning of time, we have sought ultra-confident leaders. The public is uncertain, he notes, and they look for their leaders for certainty and for confidence. De Gaulle, Churchill, Roosevelt, in times of crisis, you want a person who appears to know exactly what he's doing. And you know, that's not recent or American. That's just human. And finally, number seven, characteristic number seven, resiliency. Resiliency. And this is a real important one. Resiliency is a critical factor for today's new leaders. And you know some research, recent research is telling us that CEOs are lacking it. According to a survey that was conducted by Cymax Solutions, which is a human capital assessment firm, they interviewed 2,000 employees, middle, manager, middle managers, and they found that CEOs and company presidents rank the lowest, followed by executives, in the whole idea of resiliency. It showed that really middle managers have the greatest ability to be able to accept criticism. You know, that's a pretty tough thing because I have found that the higher you go up the ladder, the more people are going to take pot shots at you. And gosh, when resiliency is not developed, you can bet problems are are going to arise. And we become defensive in response to criticism. And, you know, when we start to have some really setbacks and trying to have some difficulty rebounding from setbacks. So resiliency is a really, is a big one these days. In fact, a good friend of mine, Christine Reardon, who's said Texas Christian University uses a term that I think is great she calls it, calls it thick skin leadership and the importance of thick skin leadership and you know it 's important to remember that a lot of times the criticism that we receive not only comes from the outside world but sometimes the worst comes from within comes from within so Resiliency becomes an important part of being a visionary leader. So, in summary, what we've learned is is that visionary leaders share seven common characteristics. They are, number one, authenticity. Number two, direction. You remember, that was values, mission, and vision. Number three, passion. Number four, connectedness, or what I call high-voltage communication skills. Number five, a people-first orientation. And number six, certainty, confidence, and conviction. And finally, number seven, resiliency. Resiliency. If you would like some more information on high voltage leadership, I hope you'll look on my website, com I hope you'll also, if you haven't already, sign up for my free monthly e-newsletter. I've got about 2,000 readers that are from, I don't know, seven or or eight different countries that are reading it now, and most find it to be of great value, and I hope you will, too. Well, thank you for spending this time with me, talking about high-voltage leadership, and more importantly, visionary leadership, and I wish you the very best in your career. Thank you.